We would like to take a moment just to acknowledge everything that's going on in the world and um, say publicly that we 100% support and stand behind everybody who's fighting for their rights in the US following the murders at the hands of the police of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. We urge everybody to get involved, donate where you can, if you can, get educated. That's the most important thing that you can do at this time, especially if you are a white person and you've never really experienced this stuff or you don't really know what's kind of going on. There are thousands and thousands of resources that are out there at the moment we'll have a bunch on our instagram if people want to take a look and specifically in the irish context we absolutely stand behind everybody who is um fighting for the end of direct provision and for the removal and the repeal of the 27th amendment we'll have more sources about that on our instagram and we urge you to donate to merge massey and um black pride solidarity to everybody out there this is the car bomb better get car bomb Welcome to the Cop On, where we make sense of things you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique. I'm Lucy, and the only thing that runs deeper than my newfound wrinkles is my love for a BBC crime drama. I'm Julia, and I've invested more in vibrators than my pension. And I'm Ash, and I've had four different hair colours since the start of lockdown. I feel now that I am the tender, tender age of 25, I turned 25 within lockdown. That was fun. I feel like 25 feels like substantially older than 24. Like, I feel like at 24, I still could have had a role in a Disney movie. And now I feel like I'd be the stepmom. Do you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I am not the, 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 I'm trying to think of anybody who's been in a Disney movie. I'm not the Alison Machalka anymore. Who's that? Ali. As in Ali and AJ. Oh, love her. I know. They're back. I know. Their music's actually really good. Mm, I liked it. Yeah, I know. I wonder if like the younger generation is like, we stand Ali and AJ. Or if like, it's just like older women being like, I love Ali and AJ. Remember our youth. Yeah. And everyone else is like, who are these two crones trying to get into the pop game? They or must else. be nearly 30 now, if not 30. Older, I would say no. Well, 40. <laughs> okay, not 40. Not, not there. I wonder if younger generations know them only for what they're putting out now. Yeah, they would. And have no concept whatsoever about what happened. Cowbells. <laughs> Cowbells. Oh, so Philip the Future. Good movie. Oh, and just the breakup potential song. Potential breakup song. Oh, potential. Yeah, yeah, it's a potential breakup song because she's basically saying, you honestly forgot my birthday. You have one more chance to pull yourself up by your bootstraps or this is a breakup song, honey. Pretty iconic. But yeah, I'm no longer Alison Metallica. I am new. Respectively 31 and 29 years of age. Oh, for oh. some reason in my head, they were twins. No. <laughs> Twins. I do understand why because I remember finding out they weren't twins yeah, many moons ago. So they're just like fraternal. Like two years between them. Okay, that's fun. Like me and my sister. Mm-hmm. That makes me Ali. Yeah. She's Good. No yeah. offense, AJ. Um, wow, we've definitely lost a chunk of the demographic there again. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of things that are no longer cool, I feel like I'm having a quarter life crisis. Hard agree. Mm-hmm. Didn't think so so much. Like most things in this podcast until I saw the plan. <laughs> I was like, I'm being specifically called out in everything here. By plan, she means the episode plan and not like God's plan. Like she's not like part of the Illuminati. You don't know that? Yeah, the thing that annoys me about this quarter life crisis is that it just spans forever. As in it, it doesn't like... <laughs> There's like, no end point. Because I, I turned 25. I have a quarter life crisis. And I'm like, well, 
uh, when I turn 26, I'll no longer be at a quarter life. I will be solved, saved, everything. Everything will be clear. And I'm 27, still in a quarter life crisis. I think you just keep having a quarter life crisis until you have a midlife yeah, crisis. Yeah, I think that's how it goes. You've one good year in between that where mm-hmm. everything's like, oh, it's fine. And then it all goes down. The year again. 44. I think it's 33. Then, I was going to say 36. Yeah, it's definitely in your 30s. I think it's in your 40s. No, because in your 40s, you get so saggy. You're... Oh, I didn't think that's where that was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the thing that really ruins it for you. I right. think that's when, but like, that's what I feel like even the quarter life crisis for me. I'm not <laughs> getting like ridiculously saggy, but I mean like. As I mentioned in my intro, I definitely have lines that remain once I have finished making an expression, which is quite sad. Also, for some reason, I've got lopsided wrinkles where one side of my face is linier than the other. Ew. I guarantee you no one notices. No. That's not the point, Julia. I know. Yeah, but just don't look so hard. I don't like <laughs> Take you. Take out the contacts. It's fine. I don't just like... Just go fully blind. You know I don't have great eyes. <laughs> I just would not have any idea what I look like on the day to day. I'd be hit by a car. But you'd be stunning. Yeah, exactly. but beautiful. Um, I don't like you talking like this because you're like, God, ew, I'm 25 and look how ragged I look and all this shit. And then me and Julia are like, 27. we're 27. <laughs> you guys look less ragged. I got ID'd like a few weeks ago. And I nearly cried with happiness. I think he maybe like I was having a bad day. And he was like, oh, and I genuinely thought maybe he like looked at me and was like, that old hag is having a bad day. I better ask her for ID. <laughs> It always helps. Whenever I get ID'd, I'm like, oh, yes, thank you. Sometimes I'm not because I don't like always have my ID. But when I am, I'm like, haha. Or when they're like, oh, you don't look like you're 27. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, it's because you look like you're 38. Fuck off. So you're sagging. <laughs> when I was 23, I was working as a teacher. And then I was talking to another teacher. It was like a summer job. And then she was like, we're the same age. And I was like, I don't know. What age are you? And she's like, 30. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, nope. <laughs> like, she freaked out. She's like, you don't like you're 23 and it's like oh that's fair yeah. <laughs> like in a classroom setting sure just I'll don't take it. come for my looks because I definitely don't look yeah. like I'm 30 then I shaved my head the next year and no one made the question they were like uh, young nice. <laughs> a babe a small child with shaved head but I feel like the other things that I've kind of like I don't know as I, I've gotten older I do feel more puke responsible for myself yeah mm-hmm. I, like I don't it. yeah I, I'm not sure if I want to live longer but I don't want to be a drain on the economy what? Oh, what? What? You know, like if if I eat really badly and then I'm just like, I don't know. This podcast is weird from quarter life crisis into euthanasia. <laughs> you know how I feel about being alive. I'm just kind of ambivalent towards it. I make the most of it. But I'm not like, woo. Not to say that I shouldn't be grateful for it. All of you out there that are like, you should be grateful for it. I am, kind of. I, get, I suppose. <laughs> Dig. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I have a dream, I'm like, maybe I just won't wake up. Keep having the dream. Yeah, I guess like now I'll be like, okay, so it's a big thing. And people our age just do meat reduction all the time now. Now we're like, I want to eat less meat. And then obviously all three of us are much more oh, plant-based. Yeah. We're much more we're fully meatless. You're fully plant-based. You only yeah. eat bits of grass. That is true. Yeah. And, and leaves. <laughs> Denny's vegan sausages the odd time. Yeah. <laughs> odd time? <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard. The Denny's vegan sausages are so good. So that good. when you buy, and they go out of date. So when you buy a packet, we don't share it in this house either. Mm-hmm. Like we buy three separate packets of Denny's sausages and then just ferociously eat them before they go out of date. We buy at least six packets as a household every week. It's so easy to eat many of them yeah. quite quickly. I don't think I ever ate sausages as much. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> didn't. Like I like I liked sausages, but I feel like I eat more sausages now. 
what else what defines your quarter life crisis guys um for me it's just that feeling of being lost oh yeah yeah you know that that kind of weightlessness panicky feeling yeah, like two you, roads diverge in the other road, road and I and you're no just idea gonna, what I'm doing. Yeah, you're just going to sit there and cry until yeah. someone picks you up and brings you down one. Yeah, so true. Um, yeah, it's that kind of, just, yeah, you have no idea what's going on. Um, you feel like everyone else is way more ahead than you. Even if they tell you that they're not, you're still like, yeah, you're fucking lying to me, aren't you? I know that you have your shit together. And it's all relative anyway. Yeah. Um, it's just all on our and I, it just kind of crept up slowly because you know in your early 20s when you're kind of like you're either like doing your career or you're in education and stuff doing your career shut the hell up um you kind of feel like you've more of a purpose and you're like okay yeah i'm starting on this and then i think when you get to that this age like from 25 older you've kind of made a little groove for yourself in your job or whatever you wanted and now you're kind of like oh god am i stuck here is this mm. what i want have i just stopped progressing at all so it just like slowly creeps up and then once you turn 25 it backs on the door and it's like yeah hello bitch it's just like there's no personally i see no clear career path i'm like i'm just here right now mm-hmm. don't want to be here i have no exit plan and i don't really have like a ladder to go up either <laughs> and then also health and housing are the two mm-hmm. things that i'm like Ugh. will i own a home probably not oh, do you know what when someone says to me i'm thinking about buying a house number first like 30 seconds yeah but for, i was gonna say <laughs> Steal my fucking gag, bitch. Sorry. No, it's not even a gag. It's not even funny. Um, But when they first say it, for 30 seconds in my head, I'm like, that's a joke. They're joking. So then I look at them like joke face, like smiling. And I'm like, okay, punch line. And then they're just like, no, I really think I'm, I have like 30 grand saved. And then in my head, I'm like, can I stab them? <laughs> Is it legal if I stab them for talking about this? Where are people getting these savings from? Are they stealing from people? Yeah, the working classes. But I mean... <laughs> But that's, those conversations really irritate me. And then I have to constantly be like, I'm not earning enough money. Like 30 grand in saving is more than I earn in a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's just, I need to be like, that's not realistic for where I am right now. But then also the rage. Oh my God, the rage. People who like talk about that and they're like, oh, your life's really hard. I'm like, fuck off, I don't have healthcare. It's not big. I don't have anywhere near as you. Because I always feel like the majority of those people, no shame to any of our friends who listen and have houses or are thinking of buying a house. But I feel... Or make more money than (laughs) us, Or make more money than any of us. I feel sometimes... When those people tell you like, oh, I'm saving for a house. Oh, I'm going to get my house. It's There's a hint of rubbing it the fuck in. There you. is. But like, again, also if I was fair, buying. Like, like, most it's of, a yeah. huge thing to do. But if I, if honestly, if I buy like a fancy candle or lingerie, I put it everywhere. Yeah, you do. She comes into my room and it's like, look what I bought. You have no money, you poor slut. Yeah. You have fake Balenciagas now. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's actually not. A, it's not. What a court. It's not illegal to buy them, but I didn't buy them. I was gifted them, but it's not illegal. Hashtag to have gifted. Them. It's just illegal to Hashtag sell them. Um. Yeah. Anyway, fuck them. No. Happy for you. Very happy for you. And happy. you're allowed to talk about it. Don't get me wrong. But there will be that moment. There will be a flash in my eyes, and if you see it, it means that I want to stab you, but I yeah. haven't. I feel like um, most of the time, outside of thinking about other people having houses, I'm just thinking about work. Yeah. It takes up so much time. And it's like, it's not revolutionary about our generation. Like when we're talking about quarter life crises, specifically us, we're talking about the tail end of millennials. Um, I'm literally on the year, I'm in the year where I could be considered either. I could be a post-millennial or a millennial. Yeah. What can I say? I look like a millennial. (laughs) Jumping on our bandwagon. Bandwagon. That's why I don't like avocado because I'm not a full (laughs) millennial. (laughs) I've gotten into avocado now. 
Finally. Now I eat avocado. It's, I like it in sushi. I finally um, come to terms with my millennium. Ism. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's everyone's always worked for years, but there's kind of a different culture surrounding work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not me saying it, it's not us saying it. It's like been studied. Yeah. It's been done, been done. And it was the same way, I suppose it was similar with the baby boomers, but basically there are some stats and some opinions that would lead us to believe that perhaps we are more stressed and more burnt out and maybe some of us are more overachievery. That's a lovely little <laughs> adjective from me. So basically, in research from uh, Manpower Group on millennials in the US, 73% work more than 40 hours a week and nearly 25% said they work over 50 hours. Malcolm Harris, in a piece for Vox, he's a writer, theorised that millennials have internalised a capitalist productivity crisis um, carried over from the baby boomers and posits that although productivity is higher than ever, relatively speaking, we are paid less and less. Uh, That sounds like I read it directly from the article, but I didn't actually uh, rewrite that, guys. Uh, Did you know I have a BA? Just to be a, not a master's because I'm useless. And then closer to home in a survey conducted by YouGov in the UK in 2018, 28% versus 12% of previous generations report powering through stress being expected in company culture. And 25% of millennials say that they will compromise their health to do their job, which is a nasty <laughs> phrase, compared to 18% from baby boomers. So it's not, it doesn't seem like a huge lift, but... Nobody, 18% should have felt like that anyway. No, it is though. But it's that whole like, I feel like with the baby boomers, they worked because they were like, I want to prove something. And it's not that we don't want to either, but it's more that we have to work harder. Well, everything's harder. Everything is harder. Like it's harder to get a job. It's harder to save, to do the same stuff that our parents did. It is harder. So of course we have to work harder. Mm. And we're like, what was there was like a fact that, millennials are like the most educated yeah and like the, like a lot of millennials have gone to um university and stuff so like that those kind of like barriers to entry for jobs and stuff it's called a lowered so everyone there's more people in these jobs so you have to work harder to make sure that you are the one that gets them and and then even when you get in you have to make in. sure that you're, you're the pro- one who yeah. gets the promotion you have to and prove yourself because there's just more there's just higher expectations or something i feel yeah. and then for less Payoff. Yeah, exactly. That's it. They, yeah. Year on year, the pay gets less and less and less. That's a fact. So, like the baby boomer generation, we're getting paid more for doing less than we do. Mm-hmm. We just get, and you know, people always talk about the gig economy, but then in statistics, it's like two percent or one percent of millennials are actually have a real gig culture job. Yeah. We're not, you know, you can talk about the gig economy all you want, but it's it's salary jobs that are also paying less too. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're getting the same amount every year, you're just getting less than prior previous years. But it's just like, you know, sometimes I feel like I stare down the barrel of each day of my working career in that when I started, I was like, I'm going to be successful. I will be the woman on a treadmill and I will also have an earpiece and my husband will bring me a coffee and he's also very buff. And he's like, darling. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm on the phone, you idiot. And he's like, yes, master. And then he also is like, it's like a Finn Dom relationship too, maybe. And I have really good suits and my wedding dress is Vera Wang. And then when you get into a job, you're like, oh, if I want to be successful, I will actually have to answer emails from 5 a.m. until 12 a.m. And I physically can't do that because I, uh, speaking about myself, I suffer from bad burnout. And like, yeah, okay, I work, I work a good bit. I'm not, I don't work the hardest out of anyone I know, but I will work beyond the the considered normal-ish work hours um, to the detriment of my health. Last year, this is my favourite thing ever because it's just hilarious because nobody believes this exists. Last year, I got an eye cold sore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was very cold sorry. 
It was, I just, I thought for a while, I thought it was shingles. Yeah. It was definitely stress related. When I, when I had to go to a GP and she was like, oh, it could be shingles. Go to the eye and ear, went to the eye and ear. And they're like, yeah, that's just an eye cold sore. And I was like, cool. And they're like, you stressed? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, cool. And they're like, can you take some time off? I was like, absolutely not. And they're like, okay, best of luck. You can pay a hundred euro to have this eye cold sore clear up two days faster than it would have. And I was like, I might pass on that. I'm not the queen of England. <laughs> I don't earn enough. Yeah, the stress yeah. doesn't pay that well. Even honestly, even if I was making like two million euro a year, yeah. I wouldn't pay two hundred to fix your eyeballs or two days faster. Yeah, it not. sucked though, man. It sucked. It was sucked really hard. But burnout does suck. How do you feel when you guys are burnt out? I haven't gotten burnt out in a long time. Well, for some, I know. I've, I, as I've said many times, I, I work in a nice company. I. Like I, I feel like I do have a really good work-life balance. Um, I'm quite good at putting in my eight hours a day and clocking off and being like, feeling like I can still move and grow in the company without having to sacrifice any part of my personal life, which is really important to me. And going on from now, I will like never join a job that would make me. I think maybe I'm just kind of spoiled now. But definitely when I was like earlier on, I did. For me, it's just the more I, like in regards to like a quarter life crisis in my career, it's more the fear of should I be further along by the age of 27? Like I did start a bit later than other people who I'm friends with who work in the same industry as me and they are further along and they're younger than me. So I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like why am I earning as much as them? Why don't I have like the same job title as them? Even though their career paths have mainly been the same, it's just I started later. Um, so that's just kind of the, always the biggest worry. Burnout in terms of career, I don't think I really fully experienced it. I mean, when I was working in Disney, I left just because I was sick of it, but I, was, I wasn't burnt out. And that was a job where you can't control, it's shift work, right? So I can't do more outside of those areas. So that was fine. It was just being in the happiest place on earth when it gets to you after a while. Uh, and then as a teacher, I, I left that uh, field I was teaching English as a second language because shit pay, really shit hours, no job security because it's all privatized. Yeah. But I didn't get to a point where I was like burnt out over it. And then now I do content review and I've been doing that for a year and a half. And I don't think in my last project, I was looking at very traumatic stuff, but it didn't affect me the way like burnout has. When I felt burnout was as an activist, we have part of um, like an activist group, which has wound down now. But we were really like all in working really hard. And then it just got to a point where I was like, I have nothing left to give and I want to keep going, but I can't keep coming up against these same roadblocks mm-hmm. and having not having the support that I need to get over it. I wasn't getting paid to do any of it. I was like, I, I have to work as well. I can't devote all my time to this. And I just, it's weird because I don't really feel a lot of physical uh, things with it, but I'm just like, I have nothing to give you. I'm like, my brain is switched off. I might attend the meeting, but I'm like, I can say that I'll do something. It's not going to happen just because I have no motivation to do it whatsoever. Lights are on, but nobody's home. Exactly. So it's been, it's been fine in terms of career, but I'm also similar where I'm like, I should be earning more at this Mm -hmm. age. I should maybe have like a higher position, like a better title at this age. I am blessed, I guess, in a way that most of my friends don't work in this field. And it's a field that moves, like content reviews constantly changing. I mean, they could pick up and go to Portugal mm-hmm. anytime that they wanted. So it's not super secure, but I'm just kind of like, I'm just here riding the wave, trying to see where I can get me and talk to me when I'm 30, <laughs> when I'm having my mental breakdown and lying on the floor. <laughs> it's only three years from now. Fuck you. Stop it. <laughs> oh my God. But then I sometimes like post burnout, 
like once I've kind of recovered from I got, I'm not always burnt out and like I manage it quite well like right now I'm actually a little bit burnt out but I know that like this the weekend that just passed I felt a little bit better next weekend I'll probably be fully recovered do you know what I mean so I feel like I like I manage it but sometimes I definitely do fall into that but uh, then when I'm not burnt out all I want to do is push myself to have these actually no hang on <laughs> let's rephrase that sometimes I have minor fantasies about doing things like a master's and maybe even a PhD you guys know me academia not for me not for me bro not for me also in academia your whole job is to find people who are cleverer than you <laughs> no thanks well what pulls you towards like a master's is it more like you look at other people yeah other people have masters and then you're like i want that yeah especially when i think when there's someone that i perceive to be stupider than me <laughs> although nobody's stupider than me but in my brain sometimes my brain's like you're so clever because part of me was like brought up in this kind of delusional way where everyone's like you're bright when i was like really young and then i got dumber as i got older yeah but like obviously the formative years are what count then i got dumb so part of me is like, you're so clever. You should have a master's instead of them. And I also feel like in even in careers, like you hear people will go on and on and be like, well, this person, you know, when someone new is hired, they're like, and this mm. person has this and that and this and that. And you're like, well, bully for them. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they're good at their job. They always are. <laughs> like anyone who anyone I've ever met who's like, who I've been like, oh, good for you having an MBE and an MSc and a whatever. But then when I meet Rep them, I'm like, you know, you are really clever. Fair play. Yeah, well, yeah. as... Lucy so kindly put it earlier I have a half master because <laughs> I <laughs> did not complete my thesis and may never we'll see what happens but I mean I paid what eight grand to get to gain a perspective that I think you probably having not done it where I'm like you don't need this mm -hmm. yeah. like you do if you want to go into that field but it's pushed on you as this like everybody needs to have a master's and it's like a status thing and you're like fuck off mm. because I was because I did that with the intention of then I would do a PhD and then I'd be a lecturer in history and then halfway through that I was like I have no interest in working in this like we were just being told horror stories of when you'd like submit a paper for peer review and someone just knows your style of writing and doesn't like you personally so they like reject it and you have to change a bunch of stuff and I was like I can't I, I can't I can't oh, do no. that for the rest of my life I was like that's insanity so immature um I just got to a point where I was like why am I killing myself over this thing that I know ultimately I'm not going to use and it's not going to take me mm -hmm. wherever I do want to be I am currently torn between trying to get into politics or becoming a secondary school teacher because I love to teach but I also just don't see the longevity in teaching for me. Like, I think I'll do that for like 10 years. I'm mm -hmm. like, do I have 16 grand to spend on a degree that will allow me to be a teacher? And then for 10 years there, have you worked out the math? Like a grand and a grand and a half each year. You'd be making. Not great money. After two years, you'd be making more money than you currently make. Yeah. Not by that much though. Yeah, fair. And I'd have to take two years out of education. Two years out of work to, to put myself through that. What about the sense of fulfillment? Teenagers are shitheads. No, I love teaching teenagers. It's so much fun. It's, I like you get the best years. banter. <laughs> I once had a kid get up, take the marker out of my hand and draw massive diagrams to show the difference of alcohol on your brain and weed in very broken English. What? It was fabulous. You get the right kids. Yeah, but that's the problem. You don't get to choose them. Yeah. I think the right kids are always there. You just have to like hammer Shake out them out. Them. Like, you have to be sound. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I think about being a teacher, but I really like money. That's genuinely what stops me. I like the idea of all those holidays. Yeah, but then you also work you need relentlessly yeah. throughout the day. Like people think, they, when people see teachers, they're like, okay, so teacher comes in at eight, class starts at nine or half eight, and then they go home at four. No. Mm -hmm. Do you have to do all the random bits? Yeah, there's all like lesson plans and grading and all that oh, stuff. And even like detention and pee and stuff. Well, not pee. 
like detention and stuff and in the first yeah. five years you're going to be the one correcting all the junior suits all the leaving suits because you need the extra money because your job doesn't pay you enough so you don't have those holidays that mm. you thought you were going to have christmas holidays you're cre- you're correcting christmas exams like why would anyone want to be a teacher because we love teaching no. <laughs> i want like crazy ugh, it's such a nightmare but yeah maybe i'll just run for election and then not have anyone vote for me I'll that's vote. also I'll vote for you that's two thanks Woo. guys are we allowed to say, oh my God, are we allowed to say what we vote for? Yeah. 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 Just not if we actually vote. For it. Okay. No, Got you. you. You're, still, you're still allowed to say it. No one's allowed to ask you. Yeah. Well, why did you f- fucking ask that? Well, you didn't. <laughs> 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 like, if I had a master's, I'd be overqualified. Well, like, I don't think I'd be any better at my job. It'd be nice to have the theory. But that's that whole thing. And you mentioned it, that it's more like a status symbol now. Yeah. Whereas before, when our parents were younger, it was just getting a university degree and now not even not like not even like it's but that was like a big thing finishing the leaving cert was a big thing <laughs> it's true but now it's like okay well more people do have access to educate to higher education so now the thing to distinguish yourself from everyone else is to have the money to pay for a master's and it is that's that. what it is that's literally it, it's like. about the money because anyone i know who has, has a master's went straight into it after yeah and like if i had I should have If I had ever wanted to do a master's I should have gone straight in No I don't think so Because You would not have done the thing that you need For whatever you want to do I think Personally So having done a BA And then I did the full year of the master's Just didn't finish the thesis I would suggest Or how I think things should be structured Is after the leaving cert You work You travel Mm -hmm. Whatever it is For like three years Then come back and get your BA then go on do masters because the clarity you have of like the person that I was at 18 when I was like choosing my subjects and stuff like that like yeah teaching is what I wanted to do then and it is still something I want to do now but I have a much better grasp of like the world and how it works and so I can make better decisions of being like well maybe this isn't like the career that I want because like you know pensions of all and all that like shit stuff that's mm-hmm. also a real big pull for the teaching is like there'd be a pension <laughs> <laughs> pensionable job I think we're doing fine though. Just between us as three people on a podcast. Not with regard to the the episode. I think we're all doing fine. Things could be so much worse. Yes. That's, yeah. It's always a positive. Instead of doing a master's, I travelled. Well, I didn't travel. I went to one city and did exactly what I would have done in Ireland. Except abroad. And it was great. But um, sometimes I feel like, you know, when you see people like, I think it's really funny sometimes how millennials phrase it. Like people will be like, I'm going traveling and they're gone on like a two week holiday. I'm like, no, you've gone on holidays. I'm going on a spiritual retreat. No. Yeah, but that's another thing then that like feeds into this whole quarter life crisis. It's like, did I do everything leading up to the age of 27 wrong? Did I like, like, yes, yes, you did. Like, oh, did I start my job? To, like I always fear that I started my no, job too late. Actually, like, it was really important that you spent two weeks being a nurse. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. But like in regards to travel and stuff, like oh, should I have taken two years out and travelled? Am I like I have this fear that at age twenty seven I'm too old to travel, which is ridiculous. I also feel like that. You're not like, yeah, old. The fear is that you you have one foot on the ladder and you're like traveling means that my foot is off the ladder. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm in a long term relationship, maybe we'll break up because we are suddenly going to be apart. And then I also won't have a family, so I'll have no career, I'll have no family, I'll have no satisfaction. My friends will have new friends, and I'll be able to. I don't even speak the language. You know, you just start getting oh, into your head about that. Because yeah, my brother is coming home from Canada this year so he's been in Canada for two years and I was always saying like I wanted to go and I don't really feel like I want to go anymore now I'm like oh maybe New Zealand or maybe I'll just stay here 
but that's also a thing being like is that more of a young person thing to mm. give up and go live somewhere for two years like can you do that when you turn 30 like it just feels like you can't with just it, it always just oh, i think that's kind of a capitalism thing isn't it mm. yep you just can't 100%. do it but also there is a reality to it that like so I did, did my initial BA, left Ireland, um, went to France, worked there for two years, came back and then started my master's. So you're, I felt like starting at zero again. That didn't pan out, as we've already discussed. Started teaching uh, ESL, got trained to do that, was doing that for about a year, stopped, went into content review, started like at zero. And now I'm in this like fun position where I'm in the same company i work for accenture um but i'm on a different project mm-hmm. i'm actually on the project that i started on and then they fired me but have taken me back um but it's i'm still like at zero and i know that if i go abroad i'm not stepping into a job i'm not moving up mm-hmm. i'm starting at zero there and then if i come back odds are i'll have to start at zero again i know and i'm like i just can't i know yeah. i just cannot do like, that again no. it's capitalism that makes life feel like a video game where you're starting at zero and right. you only have one life left and <laughs> oh god and that's how it feels which is mad as well because it's like okay what well, you're 25 and we're 27 like hopefully with modern medicine you would live to 80 90 whatever i'm, I'm not sure if i love where this is going <laughs> no but it's like that it makes you feel that at 27 you've almost wasted most of your life yeah like that's how it makes it feel that it's like okay if by 30 you don't have everything in order then you've just wasted your entire life and there's no way you can crawl back which is ridiculous because of course you can yeah it's yeah oh god this is, these are feelings of realness aren't they um woohoo <laughs> Lucy is sweating <laughs> but it's, it's, it all ties into that concept of having your shit together whatever the fuck that means yeah what do you when I imagine it in my head having my shit together means that I have a dog and I go for brunch so me and and it's always a man like I know I'm queer but like in my head it's always a man that's kind of like the shit together feeling because in my head maybe it's like this kind of like thing that I'm carrying like being gay is for young people I'd correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying it's like when I was unconscious, like it's a thing that I'm conscious of. Yeah. There's just something that's grown with me, I think. But then when I'm having like periods, like I personally go through like little periods where I'm more attracted to women or people or or any person. Just not the cisgendered man. Yeah, exactly. Um, Versus periods of going to like different genders. I'll kind of focus on that thing. So then my fantasy then is that yeah. it's like I'm a cute lesbian with a dog anyway always a dog a cute yeah, queer woman can't be a lesbian I know yeah mm. anyway women suck so <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah I go to brunch with a tiny dog and then afterwards I come home and maybe I paint a small piece of furniture in the home that I own cute see and then I go out for pints and it, oh no I go for dinner first yeah. so I go for like a two course meal I'm wearing like a very glamorous bespoke sustainable outfit maybe from somewhere I can't really afford like Balzac Paris um, like a 200 euro dress maybe and everyone's like and I just wear it like it's just a thing I wear on a Saturday evening do you know what I mean like I'm hacking about I've just put on my little dress um, and everyone's like oh and I'm like really glowy but I have wrinkles but I'm glowy and like everyone anytime I don't drink everyone's like oh are you like expecting and I'm like no but I'm super fertile <laughs> and then <laughs> You know, it's my egg count. Yeah, it's like this is the egg count on my app on my mobile phone. Uh, I keep this small device in my vagina at all times <laughs> so that I can keep track. Elon Musk made it. Yeah, I th- think it's from the Musk Grimes Corporation. But yeah, that's kind of what my fantasy is about having my shit together. And then also, I'm also like probably executive at that point. But I, I genuinely, I would love to. I'm not ready to handle the pressure of being executive. What is that? Like that? Is there an age on that? 
having your shit together? 27, in my head. Yeah, when I was a little kid. Cool, 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 cool. When I was a little kid, I was like, by the age of 27, I will be an executive. I will be the editor of a fashion magazine and I will be married. And then in my head, I was always like, I will have a baby at like 31, which still feels kind of reasonable. But then I kind of look and I'm like, I'm 25. No man is specifically men. Definitely, women will definitely have a baby with. I can be like, start dating someone next week, but if you want to have a baby next year, they be like, sure. <laughs> I've already put down the deposit for the IVF. <laughs> I don't think you put down deposits on IVF. <laughs> it's not like a Toyota Yaris. I was saving for a house, but now. <laughs> <laughs> now let's have the a baby. baby. Um, but like, you look at any young man and you're like, oh yeah, I think I'd like to have kids in this reasonable period of six years because my womb is has the time limit and they will just run away from will. you because in their head they're like yeah it'd be great to have a baby when I was 37 of 37 and you're like well <laughs> honey like, okay, good for you yeah. I'm 52 I would like a, a child just the one that I'd never see yeah 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 <laughs> when okay. I'm 52 I would like to have a child that grows up to an 18 year old director <laughs> and not with you yeah um, <laughs> maybe with your younger sister <laughs> Uh, I'm the same that when I was younger I was like in my mid to late 20s that is when I am married I have a house I have all the kids because yeah. that's so far away Like I that, remember, was what our, that is what our parents had yeah but I remember being like 20, my mum was like what constitutes as old you this was years and years ago and I was like 26 26 is old <laughs> and I turned 26 my mum remembered and told me I was like shut the hell up please I love you but please don't bring that up um, but honestly thought that there was like a period when you just turned 18 to maybe 24 that suddenly everything just clicked and your life was just like pop great and then once you hit 28 there was nothing else you had to do you would just have the baby that's when you retire that's when literally like you're like my life is perfect i have the baby now and that's it <laughs> yeah, the like, baby that's what now. i thought when i was younger and now i'm like i'm 28 next year i'm like no baby please no baby um i just don't see myself being anywhere that i thought i would when i was like really young and for most of it, I'm okay with it because obviously I just didn't think I'd be in this career or whatever. Um, but there's some parts of it that I'm like, damn, I really would have loved that house. And to retire at 28, Ashley had some <laughs> grand <laughs> dreams. Like, I have a little bit of my pension. No way can I retire next year. Boo, boo to you having a pension. <laughs> I have a pension. We are actually kicking you off. You have to be I really pension to start me on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you do not have a pension. I, re- pension. I am going to start my Same. Same. Yeah. Um, we'll do it together. I've left it too long. Yeah. Yeah. This is your podcast pension. I think <laughs> my dad, like last year, was like, you don't have a pension. I was like, I keep thinking about it and then just putting it off. I will. I, so... I inherently don't trust pensions because I'm in the <laughs> private sector. <laughs> oh, true. So we all like, are here. Yeah, but because like my dad's a public sector, he's a teacher. So his yeah. pension was like safe when everything hit the fan. Yeah. But like they use the pensions to bail out people. So I'm gen- I've had this conversation with my dad where I'm like, I just want to take out the money and put it under my mattress. Like I feel like it's safer. Yeah. And he hasn't told me no. <laughs> so, But like, it's really like, you know, people are like, but you make money on your pension. It's quite incremental. <laughs> it is. Like, For I the amount I'd be putting in, it definitely <laughs> it won't be. It does, and it depends <laughs> on like how well all your stocks and savings do. Like obviously like, I can sometimes I go into my pension because my company match my contributions as well um, so yeah that's the only reason I started a pension because I was like yeah you give me money too okay I'll do it and like obviously during this whole pandemic and stuff it fell it fell a lot like oh yuck <laughs> see this is the other thing you sh- that, we shouldn't be gambling pensions for <laughs> fuck's sake everyone should have a pension that should just be the way it goes like it's on the way back up and stuff but guys if I don't get a like, pension and then I don't have money what do I just mean like the government well I mean if they still have money to pay us pensions when we get to the age of retirement. Wait, do we still get... My mum said we don't. We do. She scared me. <laughs> I don't... 
know about me. As long as you do. pay your PRSI. Oh, I do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but isn't it like a teeny tiny little tiny baby? Uh, I think like it, you wouldn't be paying rent with it. People can. Owner on it. I think then. it's like yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> Me and Julia are gonna have to buy a home together. It's like twelve we'll get a dog. Yeah. We'll pay furniture. Oh, I think it yeah. currently is like twelve to sixteen grand a year. What am I supposed to do with that? And so then the rest is what you make up from your pension. But I don't. What if we don't have one? What a grim life. You really don't want to get cancer, do you? No. <laughs> or. <laughs> I just get it early. I don't think I, my mom. Me, I say this from a family riddled with my mom. My mom doesn't really won't really get a pension um, apart from anything that she has saved because she took such a long career break oh. and wasn't paying. Like even though she works Ooh. for the civil service, so she works for the state. Um, she's not really entitled. That's but that's, oh, that's a whole other thing of yeah. like women. Women overwhelmingly are the ones that stay at home with kids, mm-hmm. and they. I think it's in the states. They on average save twenty seven grand a year for the household by being the stay at home parent. That's not, a full salary, wow. right? And then like, you but don't then get you're shafted. Like the government are like, oh, um, you stayed at home, so you get no money. <laughs> you dumb bitch. Like you were taking. You just care sit of- there watching TV while the children yeah, raise themselves. You asshole. <laughs> Maybe that was corrected. I've never had this part of my brain that was like was corrected. But my mom definitely was like, I'm getting no money in my pension. I was like, I can swear that's something my mom has said too. She might have just been looking for a handout. That bloody woman. She's just looking for what, like a hundred quid or whatever you could spare her. <laughs> Hardly, Ashley. She's going to take care of my mother when she's older. That's why I went into tech. Um, I think I might just have to bury mine alone. <laughs> They seem, it seems like a lot of hassle. How did we even get on to play? I was thinking the other day. I was like, um, I, do you get buy, do you get like put one, put two, get one free deals in for the your parents? No. No. In for your home? parents. Yeah, in nursing homes. But oh, do you no. get a cheaper deal? No. Good. Because I was like, oh God, make them get back together. <laughs> you have to remarry. It's the only way I can afford you to go into this nursing home. Yeah. Once you're past a certain age, like you kind of have to let go of uh, your cool youth identity and just admit that you're an older mumsy type who just likes taming Parla. It's not even that you let go. You're like forcibly removed. They just like get all of this new shit and they don't tell you what it is. And you're not allowed to find and out. And they don't allowed. put it on Twitter anymore. No, you're not allowed. Like it doesn't make sense when you Google it. Because yeah. <laughs> Why is that so true? Like, there's been no times I've been like Googling it. I'm like, but that isn't a thing. It still doesn't make any sense. And then there's all these new things and then you, yeah, you feel old when you're trying to get into them. But then some things you just don't want to let go of. Like, there's some things where I don't think I'm too old for it. Like TikTok. Well, oh, I don't really care too much about TikTok. I actually have something on my list that um, I've specifically aimed towards you. Tennis skirts and chokers. Um, I don't wear chokers and tennis skirts are great. Um, I feel like they're a young person thing. They kind of are. But you can make them into an older person kind of thing. Like, I can be 27 and rock a tennis skirt. Proudly showing off all your cellulite. (laughs) (laughs) This has reignited the war, so watch out. Fight. Um, Um, I don't have cellulite. I've got a perky ass. (laughs) You look like a Tesco bag full of oranges. (laughs) What? Cellulite looks like orange peels. You're just cruel now, and I'm just going to let you dig a deeper hole for yourself. No, I think you look really good in your tennis skirts. Yeah, I know. But I do, I do feel like you're clinging onto your youth by dyeing your hair orange. But it looks really good and you look young. I think hair colour for me is one of those things that's like You're gonna do it forever. Forever. Like I just don't like my own I like having the choice to do anything else with my hair. People get tattoos and piercings. My hair is just, my expression. Basically, I sound so ridiculous, but it really is. Like I like changing my hair colour. 
Well, that's, a, that's a nice thing, I suppose. Yeah. Tennis goes there. Children. <laughs> you can only choose one. Yeah. What if I play fucking tennis, bitch? You don't, though. Yeah, but yeah, I might. You have the cami ankle. I, not anymore. The bad knees. No, actually, they're fixed. No, they're not. <laughs> Your knees are still bad. Let's move on. Maybe from the tennis skirts. <laughs> Just jealous. Your knees are bad. My knees are bad. All people's knees are bad. No, mine are fine. They're they get not. a little bit achy when I run. If I, I sorry, hear them every night. Asterix, if click, I run. Click, 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 click. <laughs> I hear them every night. You're saying, I'm not, you're saying it like I'm like the demon that like exists in your home. He's just there like walking up and down from her bedroom to the bathroom. Click, click, click. It's click, not footsteps click. you hear. It's the clicky knees. It's the clicky knees. But like, I suppose, remember me and you had our TikTok. You had a TikTok face too, didn't you? I uh, no. Not from, oh. Well, fuck. I've been like... Whoops. I, I watch compilations on YouTube. Oh, come on. Ah. So there's this, you've got the segue to, you've got the gateway drug, which is the YouTube compilation of TikToks. And then you go, how about I download the app and I curate this content for myself? And then you are like, wow, those two hours went by so quickly when I watched these videos of a woman telling me to apply my makeup with a hard boiled egg. Mm. And then it drains your battery and then you delete it. But I definitely went through that phase. But I'm just I too find old. it's kind of hard. Like, I don't really care too much about TikTok. Sometimes I do find funny videos, but I find it's harder to find funnier videos than it was on Vine. But Vine it, is so much better than it TikTok. It was so much better than TikTok. Guys, there, there are funny ones on TikTok. No, there yeah. are, but I feel like it's harder to find. I feel like there's I just I think you guys are just more. bad at cur- I think because, you know, those two years between us, I actually kind of understand. I'm just saying, I think there's a lot of mediocre kids out there who think they're funny and they're not. Like yourself. <laughs> but it's <laughs> just a lot child. of repeated content. Yes. Because they do more challenges, I think, than yeah. Vine ever yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Vine was just... Challenges are just repeated content inherently. Exactly. Yeah. But Vine was just like people with the most random yeah. stuff. These like, people exist on TikTok too. I know, I but it's hard that. to find yeah, they're them. Not, it's, not as, it's just not as good. It's just Vine. Like, fine. You guys are golden fucking oldies here. Um, yeah, happily 27 and yeah. standing Vine for the rest yeah, of my like life. Yeah, like Vine. Bring back Vine. Fuck TikTok. What was the first concert you went to when you realised you were old? You were an old person at a concert? Me and Julia went to the same one, I think together oh no you had worse one i had a worse one like a much worse one uh i so i went through a phase of constantly entering into competitions and spinning with rate and winning tickets and stuff was it walking, always walking on cars macklemore oh, oh. Um, old people like macklemore too no 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 we won tickets i brought a uh, friend louise shout out um and we realized that the tickets were standing we're like this will be fine and then arrived at the o2 Went to the standing queue. I'd say the oldest person in that queue was 16. We were 20. And they were all drunk, wearing very little clothing and like shifting each other. Like it was just like a lot of, like you could see it from a distance of people just like on top of each other. Immediately we're like, oh, no, no, no. Like we can't spend time in this queue or then standing, listening to this music. Walked around the corner, found two girls in like hot pants, ton of makeup, draped in Irish flags. And we're like, do you guys have any chance of like seated tickets? And they're like, yeah, we didn't get standing. And we're like want to trade made their night they were like are you sure and we're like oh my god more than anything <laughs> take these tickets I've from never us. been more certain and in my life had a great gig like he's really good we got to sit down whenever we wanted to there was no one like jumping on us it was great that sounds nice I think for me the one that me and you went to I feel was worse because we were older than 20 yeah I mean it was so hang on I was just, it was Reggie Snow and in my head uh, people who listen to rap are like people who are my age who are like I like rap and I like this specific rapper because I think he is particularly talented which he is so in my head I was like it's going to be a, a group of like-minded 20-something year olds me and Julie arrived it was an over 16s gig but we thought that that just wouldn't really matter well we arrive and I was like oh 
My God. Then I felt like the majority of people were, weren't even 16. They looked like they were 14. And it was like, we saw, remember we saw that one couple that looked like they might have been around our age and that was it. That was it. Everyone else was like 15, 16, 17. exchanged a look with them. Where yeah. They were like, we're on the same There's a bit of solidarity there. We were in the bathroom and it, we, we were talking to these girls and they were like, Julia had her repeal jump on and they were like, so great to see you guys supporting supporting repeal because we can't we're like what you mean you can't they were like i'm only 16 and we were like oh god and then everybody in the bathroom was like yeah oh my god yeah actually i had forgotten just how young that crowd they were the whole crowd was so so young they were like cool and young but they were babies Mm. and it made me feel 20 times that it absolutely knocked me down a peg where i thought it was like cool sophisticated and i was like no i listened to people and then versatile came out do you remember That night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It was a different time when Versatile had said these things, but... But honestly, had not been able to understand them through their accents. Yeah, it was there. Their fake accents. Um, so, yeah, that was the gig for us. Mm. And then me and you at Clara was oh, not Clara good. Clara was so bad. I think we realised the error of our way halfway through when we noticed that all the people our age were on the top because yes. that's where you could drink. And we that were just down with all the 16-year-olds who couldn't. Yeah, I've had Clara... There's just been Brockhampton. Brockhampton. Oh, Brockhampton. Oh, God, I was definitely the oldest person at Brockhampton. No, I wasn't because her other housemate went with us and I know she's older than me, so I was not the oldest person at that gig. Anything with those, like, with the young kids. I think I went to Longitude. I think I went to Longitude one year. Oh, Longitude. Oof. Well, actually, I went twice. The first year I went was, I think, the first year of it. And it was more, um, it was before, so now it's more hip-hop. Um, and back before it was more indie, indie. Like I think Alt J played. Like so, there wasn't as many young kids, but now there always is, and I can't deal with it. But even when I went to Arctic Monkeys like two years ago, there was loads of young ones bopping around, and I was like, "Who would you? What? When did you start listening to them? Remember when we started to see Tudor Cinema Club, hoping for like a little blast from the past, and the crowd was so freaky young. young. Like I did, I was like, "Where are you guys listening to Tudor Cinema Club?" And then we realised that us being like their age, listening to the Smiths, is probably their equivalent. To, oh <laughs> to them no! Listening to Tudor Cinema Club. When I was teaching, um, I had a group of teenagers. This is two years ago, and they were fourteen, fifteen. No, sorry, fifteen, sixteen, and then. I'm a cool teacher. So they were like doing a, a project that they had to work on and I'm like, yeah, you can put on music on your phone because it's like a summer camp sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Was it Stromae? Uh, no, no, no. They put on something. Oh, I think it may have been Cascada. And then I was like, oh my God. I was like, I love this song. Like, I had my first kiss to this song. <laughs> These girls were not the brightest and had not copped in the like a week that we'd been together that I could speak French and understood what they said despite me not being very good at hiding it. But I switched into French briefly when they were like, one of the girls was like, oh, I like this. What is this? And then the person who was playing the music just went, oh, it's like an old person song. <laughs> oh, and I was no. like, get out of my classroom. <laughs> I dare you. Oh, no. I, I hate that. That's upsetting. It was awful. Also, anytime I see my brother's band play um, magazines on Spotify, they're fab. Um, but I mean, he's younger than me by five years. And then so like the audience is mm-hmm. as well. And they're all really cool. Like all of his mates that go, they're all just like stand there. And they're like, these are like lads that I would have seen grow up. So they were like tiny little kids. And then these like men just standing there <laughs> holding pints. And I'm like, oh, this is a head fuck. Like I can't deal with this. And I'm just like the nerdy sister being like, I'm so proud of my brother. And he then does not talk to me. Because he's like, not cool. But then like, do people our age not go to concerts anymore no they did they just see they, you seated now oh now you seated now you seated he's the only one georgia that had a pretty older crowd 
every time, even Carly, hang on, uh, surprisingly, Carly Rae Jepsen, one of the older crowds yeah. I've been in in the last five years. Yeah, that was actually... It was really old. Really old. It was all was, people our age or older. Which was great. Remember, there, there was like three couples around us. They were all gay men in like their 30s. Yeah. Which That's fab. Great. Oh, and the weird guy who was taking pictures of her. I forgot about him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my brain, my brain had axed him out. Oh, yeah. So... Only Georgia and Carly Rae. Georgia was a much older. Oh wait, no, sorry. The youngest gig I've ever been to was Taylor Swift. Oh Oh, my god. Yeah. Oh, but that's different because you expect that. I know you do, but still. Yeah. Oh, I saw JLS when I was sixteen, and I was one of the older ones there (laughs) at the time. (laughs) But JLS are good. (laughs) Yeah, they're also really nice. Got to meet them. Oh, we won. I won tickets (laughs) again to this. This is why we got there. And then the meet and greet. Um, Pat Kenny was in the queue with his uh, daughters and. I didn't realise how close he was standing and started telling the girls like my dad hates him (laughs) do you know how much he earns in comparison to a teacher and he was like glaring at me and I was like I don't care (laughs) they hate you back any we hate you back any so I've developed a very very short quiz for you guys and our listeners who are within the 25 to 34 age bracket to realise if they're old Um, so let's let's give it a go Um, I want you guys to do buzzer noises if you get it so there's a winner. Okay. 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 Who is Charlie D'Amelio? Boo, 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 boo. Wow, I thought you were going to do a buzz. Okay, who is she? A TikTok star. Okay, what's she known for? Doing the renegade dance. Yeah. Is she the one with the sister? And the, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. The D'Amelios. And, yeah. They didn't, and they didn't live in the hype house. They just visited it and now they're like nothing oh, to I do with the hype house. they did live in they the hype. They actually didn't. Oh. No, they didn't. I read an article yeah. <laughs> They did not live in the hype house and then they started freaking it less and less and now they're going to get their own reality TV show with their yeah. family. Yeah, I saw that. What age What age, What age? age is Charlie D'Amelio? Oh, Jesus. You guys aren't going to like that. 20. No, guys, she's 16. Yeah. She oh, might be 17, 17 now. She might be 17 now, but she's a full 10 years younger than you oh, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like that it's being framed as yeah. you guys. This feels very pointed. I'm 25. What's Brandy Melville? Oh, it's a beep, 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 beep. <laughs> it's a fashion brand. Yes, it is. Um, it's real stupid sizing. <laughs> it's really super sizing. Size. And what's it? Yeah, it's one size. And who has popularized it? Where would we see it? Guys, how do you know it oh. exists? <laughs> oh, okay. A yeah. Visco girl. Yeah. 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 And Emma Chamberlain. Oh, Emma Chamberlain. Emma Chamberlain. It's Italian. Yes. Yeah. Do you know they have it? They have one in like the UK. I know. Yeah. And then that's where it did the most because everyone is one size in LA. Um, I can't believe they just have one size fits all. Like you can't. Like how can you have a clothing brand with one size fits all? But it's also just not true. It's also like a really, 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 really small size. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You see it on Depop. Like Irish people charging like three hundred bucks for a brand new Melville top. Size four to six, and I'm like, what? It's like you forgot the one. God, uh, what does um, G-O-A-T mean? Oh, go on. Uh, greatest of all time. Yeah, correct. For a while online, when I saw it, I was like, what do you mean goat? You're the goat. <laughs> I saw Alex Delaney from Bon Appetit. Um, I think that's another, Bon Appetit is another marker of um, a quarter life crisis. Um, Alex Delaney was like, oh, she's the goat. And I was like, that's not very fucking nice, <laughs> Alex Delaney. Just because she has the little a chin beard like me. I had to look that up. More times than I'm willing to admit. It just I, never stuck. I realised it after I'd read it enough, I think, where I went, great. No, I must have. No, I would have caught that. I definitely looked it up. Actually, I, do you know what? It was Jake Paul's girlfriend. Which one? A while ago. Oh, what was her name? She Tana had a song. No, no, the one before. Alyssa. No, after. After it posted Alyssa. 
the one that he's dating during the Shane Dawson documentaries, but she has Brandy. a Brandy. Is it Brandy? No, it's Sarah Morgan. <laughs> She's just naming people uh, now. Emma Chamberlain. Do you know what's funny? Does Emma Chamberlain know about Neville Chamberlain? you got to think about it. <laughs> How did she have a voice like that? Was she a colicky baby? Oh, because she's like, I'm Emma Chamberlain. I really like to start my morning with that. And what age is she? 20? Yeah. And has been a hardcore smoker since she was 12. Yeah, like how did you get a voice like that? Colic? The girlfriend of Jake Paul is called Erica Costell. But she um, has a song, I think, called Goat. She has that. She has another song about Jake Paul. Well, they all do, don't they? I like that song by Alyssa. Va- anyway, guys, we are continuously losing the demographic. I, we think we're young. There's no way to hold on to the the last final dregs of your youth, um, as if you were pouring the coffee grounds from your cafeteria, like getting into YouTubers. What do you mean, like just like delving into the YouTube world? Just getting into YouTube, like PewDiePie. <laughs> I went back. Remember I was telling you that I went back. And watched loads of beauty be. I know. And watched like YouTubers that I watched when I was no, younger. Like Fred. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Fred. Okay, so when I was like, I was a bit too old to be watching them. <laughs> so they're all about like 24 to 25 now, these YouTubers. Who are they? Like um, my life is Ava, um, Nikki and Gabby. Oh yeah. You know. Do I know Nikki and Gabby? She's one, one of looks them like looks like Ariana Grande. Grande. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Gabby did Gabby did G- D- D- Oreo. Yeah, <laughs> just Gabby and Nikki. Um, you know who else did I watch back then? Just those weird YouTubers. That the reason that I would find them is I'd be like Black Friday haul before we even had like a Black Friday here, and just be like, Wow, America's so great! Look at all that money that they spent. And I went back and I started watching them, and their content. Has not really changed at all. Like these people are, I think one of them is now actually 26. So they're all kind of like not that much younger than me, but they're still doing like pranks. And <laughs> it's a sad and, and a lot of spending and stuff. Like the Nikki and Gabby were like, oh, 24 hours every two hours they had to buy something. That's um, disgusting. And like, it's just really like a whole lot of consumerism and pranks. And I'm like, wow, you guys didn't grow up at all. It's because we didn't get like, you know, like nowadays, they all they opt to live in a big house together as well. Yeah. That's not going to help. It's going to well, make it so much Jake worse. Jake Paul had one of those too. But I know. Uh, hang on, <laughs> we didn't get to talk about this, but Jake Paul's toe in that picture, uh, the boot picture. Yeah, yeah, disgusting. Disgusting. Jake Paul's so Jake gross. Paul is just a disgusting slime. Could you imagine? Would him you? On you? No, I would. Absolutely, of course I you would. Oh my god, dirty, dirty. Sick. <laughs> I would. He wouldn't me, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he would. You think he would? Yeah, of course he would. Oh. Yeah, but he'd be shit. He wouldn't go down on you and he'd come within two minutes. Okay, so what's the difference between him and any other? <laughs> it's Jake Paul, so he's objectively worse. At least he's got nice muscles. Uh, and no. he's rich. He'd buy me like an LV bag. True, okay, yeah. You need priorities. Babe, I Just have them. Any priorities. Wait until you get to 27 and you'll see the clarity. Yes. If I started working here and got a spray tan, I could be the next Erica Costell slash Alyssa Violet slash Tana Mojo slash that person he's dating now. But we wouldn't talk to you. Maybe you would. Imagine if I pulled you up by your bootstraps and you all came to the, the Team Ten house. Oh, oh. Well, you're saying you want more money. 
Yeah, not from Jake Paul. You could be Team Ten Groupies. Um, what's the thing? Anything <laughs> that comes out of your mouth just makes me like, insides curl up and cringe. I I love 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 when people make a Jake Paul reference because it means that they've at some point either watched his content or watched commentary about his content. Uh, the one I love the most is "It's Every Day, Bro." I saw someone put it on the Instagram story, um, in a, definitely in an ironic way, and I was like, <laughs> I agree, it is every day, bro. It's every day, bro. <laughs> um, big into that. So yeah, other things that we do, um, dating, I suppose. Keeps us young. Keeps Clinging me young. Clinging to our youth, we date. I it miss. aged me. <laughs> it, it really has. A, I miss when you're like a teenager or you're in college and like you've got so, you're so excited to go on a date with anybody or to get with anybody or to fancy anybody because the world is your oyster and you haven't been damaged by a relationship yet. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, it's, oh, it was, I just remember it being like not a chore. <laughs> It wasn't a chore. Like I genuinely was work. like, yeah, and like you're so lustful and like excited and everything's great. I remember having a conversation specifically with you. This must have been, it was after we both moved back home. So it's a couple of years ago. But just being like, you know, like I really wonder if there's something wrong with me. Because like, I'm just not as horny or it's like not. <laughs> like, you were like hormones. You're not in puberty anymore. And I was like, for fuck's sake, it was so much easier. I like that. Because then you're like, you literally, that's the problem. I, it wasn't that there's was any conscious reasoning where I'd go, I don't think this person and I are going to work out. My hormones are in full control. They're like, who cares, babe? <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> we're going on this wild ride together. Exactly. But now I'm like, wow, I wonder if their expectations for what their life will be in five years time is the same as mine. Or my constant one's like, socialist or nah? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or even if they are, you're like, I wonder. And I think to myself, <laughs> is he opening up like a new Louis Vuitton bag? <laughs> but like, you know, you do have that. You have all those kind of like conscious things Does where you want kids. That, not even like, I guess I'm not at the stage yet where I'm like. Like I probably part of me is fully convinced that I could just make someone want kids with me. <laughs> I kind of agree. <laughs> Not like in a weird coercive way, but like in a kind of like think about how cute the baby would be, and then be like, yeah, adorable. I was like, imagine me without wrinkles, and they were like hot. I <laughs> like <laughs> their own baby. Do like a a bit of a what is it Twilight on it. <laughs> Or like it could be like a fun comparative experience where I'm like, imagine if I raised this baby instead of me being raised, how would it be different? And they'd be like, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's give this a go. Uh, I just like conversations about especially online dating, because like in college, it wasn't a huge amount of online dating. Like it was there. I was tinkering in college. I was tindering in France and so like I think it really started like became like a thing so uh, you would have been in college I would have been abroad in France yeah specifically specifically but it's just it is so much effort to talk to anyone at all and I just don't want to do it I'm like if the conversation isn't immediately interesting I'm like I'm bored now and I'm out and I like I'll just be single and alone forever on a farm with all my rescue animals and potentially my lesbian partner Lucy I think that's how it should be. It's not that I should find her Lucy, but yeah. Um, would you help me raise a child to see if it'll turn out differently? But no, I think that's how it should be. You shouldn't just be running into anything. But I felt the same way. Like on Tinder, I'm like, oh, I'm bored of you already. And then I just kind of ghost. Like, I don't think you have to be honest with people on Tinder. I think you can just scoot, scoot. Bye bye. I think if you have ha been having like actual conversations. Yes, I agree. Or, but if you've just been like talking for a few days and you're unsure about how you feel and then they're like, hey, can I get your number? And you're like, Woo, OK, so we either move over to WhatsApp or I stop talking to you right now. Yeah, I think but I'm going to pick you've the moved stop to WhatsApp. To you. you have to have the conversation then. 
Yeah. You know, the politics of online dating. (laughs) Oh, God. Even like the amount of times people have tried to ghost me in real life. Like, just about right. not talking to you. Like, no, they're like well, right there no, in front of you. And no, they're like, shut up. hello. And they're like, no. They were like, I'll have to go on like a few dates with them. And then, you know, sometimes like the, from the conversation, you're like, I think this is going pretty fucking well. And you're getting like a little bit cocky. And then they don't respond to you for a while. And you're like, oh no. And you're like, no, I'm not an adult who's been ghosted, am I? Because like most of the time I'm like, I'm like fun and attractive. And I'm, unless I've made just a massive social like... Faux pas. Faux pas. <laughs> My friend kept saying fat <laughs> Fox piss. Unless <laughs> I've made some massive fox piss. <laughs> I don't know what I've done wrong. Um, but apparently I'm just a piece of dirty trash that nobody cares about. So there's that. Um, grim. You have to just, you know... It's just so childish to just not go, hi. I don't like you anymore. Yeah, this isn't working. Or like, or, or to stick around for a little bit more sex. Also very childish. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you got needs. That's the way the world works, honey. I know, but when you know someone's emotionally invested, you can't oh, Okay, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. That's okay, rude. That's, that's, that, that's actually cruel. It's not even rude. We've it's all cruel. done it for like maybe one sex. Like we were like, okay, right, I'll have one more sex and then I'll be honest. Yeah, but then you're like... It's just the one last one. It's not like I'll have five last ones. I I guess I like that that's one part of my life that I have figured out. Oh, fuck. (laughs) My name's Ashling and I'm in a committed relationship with somebody that I love. And that makes me better than you because someone loves me. Well, na 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 na. I didn't say it. You did. So... Um, no, but I just don't, I don't know. I just don't think that you need to get hung up on being single because <laughs> then sometimes the right person just falls into your lap. Sometimes you're just meant to die alone. <laughs> I think that's, that would suit me. Dying alone? Yeah, think about, number one, think about how much money I'd have for myself. If only I could replicate the human touch. <laughs> I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> well, I mean, give Elon Musk another 25 years. Ew. Yeah. Maybe you'll be the next musk girl. I've thought of it. The next musk rat, musk bitch. It's over the musketeer. <laughs> <laughs> I but think he'd actually freak out if he thought like if his fans started calling that because it's like just not cool. So I think we have to make. He likes make like women who are like really driven and really talented. So I really don't think I'm on his radar. Um, and skinny and super blonde, he'd make me do my hair. But then Grimes is allowed to have a piece when she was pregnant. Did you see the video where she's sorry? <laughs> She sees a video where she talks about what she ate the while toast. she was pregnant. Yeah, the toast. She does this thing she called, <laughs> it's not vegan by the way, Julia, she stopped being vegan during her pregnancy. To do this, wait for it. She would melt a whole American stick of butter, which is like maybe a quarter of our stick of butter, into a frying pan. And then she just dump a piece of bread in, into a, like a pool of butter. And then it would like soak up the majority, but not all of it. So she just pours the rest of butter out. Fuck that. And then she puts like jelly on it, like grape jelly jam, as we say. And she eats that. <laughs> Sorry. This isn't a visual medium so you can't see the face that I'm making right now. But what the fuck? I don't know. She's just Grimes, babe. Like, I feel like anything that Grimes says or does, you're like, whoa, she's just Grimes. I have nothing Butter to say to that. That's, that's um, very upsetting. <laughs> but maybe that's what I'm thinking though. If Elon lets Grimes wave this stuff, maybe he let me wave. You want to eat a frying pan full of butter? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ashley, outside of your weird vocal uh, exercise there, you know I would do that. I know you would. If that's why with that Grimes thing, I was like, that's so gross. But in my head, I was like, you do you, girl. But here's the, I'm I'm here for it with like the frying of the bread, but it's the. <laughs> 
the addition of the frying of the bread sounds like it's like <laughs> a sectarian film about sectarian violence. The frying of the bread, totally fine. The adding of grape jam, no, that's what gets you. Yeah. <laughs> so you just well, have you <laughs> never fried bread like before I was vegan? You no, but Julia, like, sorry, I'm not. You have bacon and stuff. Like Can that? you imagine? This is like two inches of melted butter, though. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> It's very different to fried bread I'm big on fried bread It's like sopping Like she, she yeah. <laughs> Ew. It's like I can It's like a big chop It's like a doorstep as well Do you know what I mean? Like it's the, it's the doorstep loaf So it's like this big Wait how many slices of bread per Just one <laughs> At least have six I know Yeah, yeah soak no. up all the butter No she just soaks one piece of bread I need to find this video. Babe, it's a full stick as well. Like, she's not like being like, I'll put this much butter in. Like, she like unwraps it. I'm not messing. <gasps> and then she was like, for your lunch, I'll just have some plain old ham. <laughs> Grime, sweetie. She stopped being vegan to eat Billy Roll. <laughs> butter. But if we're being real, <laughs> I loved Billy Roll. Are you messing? That's the I, oh gosh. Oh no, that's the thing that like, I would crave the most. It's all the fake cheap meat. I just want hot dogs. That's everything. That's like just shit oh, together. To be fair, hot dogs might not have animals in them. Yeah. People, maybe. <laughs> animals, no. Oh, yeah. I'm so, supposed to drive this episode. It, you have no relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's the conclusion we've come to. Basically, to, to skip to the good bit, I'm a lonely, lonely loner. I'm a lonely, lonely Little. loner. And my vibrator's gonna electrocute me in the shower. And that is how I'll go. But you care. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In relation to the whole quarter life crisis thing, does dating like instill a fear into you? Like, do you care? Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like I only have a certain amount of time. Because I I haven't (laughs) really got tearful there. Over such a stupid thing. I haven't lived with someone I'd really like to. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I got into a relationship, like, it wouldn't be reasonable to be like, hi, yeah, do you want to just, like, move in together like, right now? And I wouldn't want to move in with a stranger either. Like, you'd kind of want to... Yeah, you need a few years. Yeah, of course. Then... Um, But that's something I'd like to do. It's a kind of dumb... It feels like a dumb goal to mm-hmm. achieve before the end of my 20s. Like, some people, like, moved in with people, like, really... Like, you would have. Yeah, I moved in. I moved in really soon and then obviously like then we broke up but now I feel like but not that we moved in really soon it was maybe like okay it was kind of soon but uh but I think now that we're back together I'm kind of like okay well it's been six years so now we need to move in together again really soon but I'm kind of careful not to do that because I've already done it once so I'm kind of like I like my little independence and because it's like six years together Lucy won't agree um I'm kind of feeling like that the next thing is like marriage and then of course we'll move together so it's kind of nice to have this point before we get married to you live have to alone. get engaged before you get married <laughs> he doesn't listen so it's fine but uh yeah i'm like i don't know i've always said that i like the age um 28 and 29 i think they're good years oh i'm just like with regard to what <laughs> <laughs> generally i think they're just like good years like especially 29 because i like anything that is divisible by three you sound um, like karen from mean girls <laughs> I think 28 and 29 are good years. So, you know, if I get engaged by 29, okay, so I move back in with him. You only engaged by 29? That's only in two years. Well, yeah, but we've been together for six. So by then we've been together for eight years. Don't even start me now. But okay, even if we go by your times, that's still two years together. What are you, Brittany and Kate? Oh, you only give them two years? 
No, I just refuse to agree that it's a six year anniversary because they split up for a while. We split up for nine yeah, months. Split up for four years. No, but well, yeah, but the clock restarts. No, I don't. Oh, think, no, no, I, the I clock disagree. doesn't. No, the clock restarts. The clock does no. not restart. Like there's all this other like you've been in a relationship. Oh, I'm gonna go. It's not a new relationship. Yeah, you know, it just pees her off, and that's why I say <laughs> it. But like anyway. originally, Ash said my sister thinks the clock resets, and I was like, well, I mean, from a practical <laughs> standpoint, you don't just add it all together. Well, I think you do, and therefore I'm getting married at 29, and I'll move out of here for maybe like. A while at 28. So you have to be living together just a little bit. That's only next engaged. year. Yeah, sorry. That doesn't suit my plans. <laughs> but I'm using this time as like my little own individual time. But I don't think I would have had if we didn't break up. <laughs> so you're saying that even before sure. you move out, you're not going to spend this time with me? No, <laughs> only myself. Everyone <laughs> else, leave me mean. alone. But that's why I kind of like that whole thing that we were able to, we were able to break up and get back together. But because I think if we had stayed together for the whole thing, we would have lived together for this whole thing. And I wouldn't have been able to have my own independence later on at life as well. If you get me. Yeah, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Also, I don't think it's that strange. We're older now. And like, as Lucy keeps mentioning, the clock is ticking. <laughs> but I, I definitely see myself being someone where I'm like, if I, because I can't, I can't fake things. So if I'm not feeling it, I'm out. Like, I just can't yeah. stick around. It's, I find it really difficult to do with regards to like friendships relationships both of it um so i can see myself meeting someone and very quickly being like yeah this feels right boom boom mm-hmm. boom like I, if you meet someone now getting married in two years i don't think is that insane no especially if it's someone you're 25 so <laughs> yeah you don't know you don't have the perspective <laughs> of 27 <laughs> but i don't think it's it's that mad especially if you're with somebody who's also done like a lot of the emotional yeah. work and heavy lifting to like be better and to know what they want like if you're on the same page then like go for it who fucking cares Someone could be lying. That's why you have to spend more than two years together. Yeah, but someone can lie for longer. Yeah, I know, but like, you're, I don't know. Someone kidding. could lie your entire life. Have you watched Grace and Frankie? Right. I still just disagree. I wouldn't be trying to get engaged to someone after two years. Would I? I well, bet you it know. It depends, I You'll think. be married next year. Engage, yeah, you'll be engaged next year. And then we'll, like, we'll replay this for you. And we're like, what about two years? And you're just like, la, 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 can't hear it. I don't listen. No, you know it wouldn't. I be engaged know. or be a... You know know how I feel about being engaged. I don't love the the institution of marriage. Yeah. However, I do want to have a nice ring and to have that moment and to have someone be like, I am committed to you for at least the immediate future. (laughs) Plus, then I have the celebrating party where we go to a park and we eat pizza. But you could do that and not have it be like a legal a wedding. wedding. Yeah, I know. But I still kind of do want to be, I don't know. I feel really conflicted about it. You could have like, a bonding ceremony that's so lame I feel like you know the type of person I always go for is like super cynic skeptic arsehole yeah you could crack them though I don't think I can I mean if you're going to crack them to have babies with you I think you can crack them to have a bonding ceremony babies is so much easier because you know what comes before babies (laughs) whereas you can't just go straight into an engagement can you depends the type of ring I'm (laughs) around now it's time for the cop on the part where we complain about things or tell people to cop on, which means that we tell them to get a grip. Good God, get a grip, girl. Mine is dedicated to um, the old people and the young people when I go on my walkies in the morning. I'll smile at people and be like, 
hello, we're in a pandemic and we are friends. And most people, well, no, hang on. I say like 40% of people are like, big smile, good morning. And I'm like, hell yeah. Um, then sometimes people will put their head down and ignore me, specifically old people. It's like, I'm not going to give you laser eyes. What do you think I am, a Jezebel? I don't know, I don't like you. Cop on. My cop on this week is to the crowd of <clears throat> racists who created a fake WhatsApp group filled with supposedly black men that were going to, quote, burn down Blanchardstown. And a quick Google of the most popular African names brings up all of the names that were in said WhatsApp group. Your racism is being thinly shielded. Fuck off and cop on. Uh, and mine this week is dedicated to all the absolute idiots um, across the UK and even in Ireland, I've seen people with this opinion, that um, the toppling of statues is uh, of statues of slave traders and very bad people um, is wrong and is destroying history. And that without these statues, how would we know what's going on? Who is on? a slave trader? Who is this person? And as someone put it like, really well, they're like, in Germany, we all know who Hitler is and what World War II and the Holocaust. And there is not one single statue of him. I just like I just don't understand why you think that statues are the only way of educating people. Um, read a book and cop on. So uh, thank you for listening. We hope that we haven't um, triggered any feelings of worthlessness that you may feel around being in your mid-twenties to late-twenties. Um, we definitely have. Uh, if you'd like any help surrounding that please don't message us we're already dealing with our own stuff uh, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram you can follow us at, at the cop on underscore pod on Twitter at, at the cop on pod um, you can email us on Gmail oh that's our sweet <laughs> anyway now you know um, the cop on pod at gmail.com do we have any more socials? no what a great job well thank you for having us back we promise the next episode will probably be shorter I'm looking at this pre-edit time here um so look take care of yourself we hope you're doing well you know you can probably kiss soon not right now but soon yeah make sure to go rate and review and subscribe and click the like button below and ring the bell <laughs> ring the bell youtube smash 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 that like button Toothsome. 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 So my teeth are toothsome because they're no, hard to my teeth. Oh my god. <laughs>